everybody, and welcome back to Bit About Crypto. I'm David James, the job whisperer, and uh, we got another episode of Bit About Crypto. And Bit About Crypto is a human interest story where we bring people on the show to actually talk about their life and how crypto found them. So the two things that uh, everybody guessed that has in common with this show is they're human beings, and somehow crypto found them. And we're going to talk about that with uh, our special guest today. But before, i got to give props and an introduction to my co-host, Dave Hampton, the robo-recruiter. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you robo-recruiting? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm robo-BDing. Because uh, you'll be you'll be doing you're you're in charge of the recruiting yeah, part, right? Yeah. Well, you, you're forward facing. You're the account manager, and you're, you're you're what you really do is you tell clients no. Because we we for the first time in our life we actually have more clients that we want to take. We, we're turning away business. Yeah. Because right? we only want well, good business. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Good business. Yeah. yeah. And good the business thi- leads to growth. Yep. And the thing about it is, is the population. Uh, so. W- we're blockchain recruiters. That's who we are. We recruit in the blockchain space. And uh, the purpose of this show is to actually reach out to anybody who actually is in the blockchain space and they want a, uh, another opportunity. Or if you have talent and passion and you want to find yourself in the crypto, an NFT project, uh, Hyperledger Fabric, some type of uh, native coin offering, so, some type of blockchain project, and you don't know how you see your fit? Well, I'm going to tell you that you do fit. If you, uh, We have a candidate who's an elevator mechanic who knows so much about crypto and is so passionate about it. We're about to get him a job as a community manager, right? So, And for the first time in the history of my life, we're in a space where you can actually be repurposed based on your attitude and your, and your knowledge base and your enthusiasm. Or not even your knowledge base, just your willingness. And um, so if you actually are looking for a job, or want a better opportunity, or project, or gig, or some type of appointment, contact me, David James. I'm at the BTC Recruiter on Twitter, and you can email me at davidj at blockchainrecruiters.net. If you're somebody who needs people for your projects, at RoboRecruiter, uh, Dave at blockchainrecruiters.net. Don't forget the net, or you won't be caught in our net. And my phone number is 760-513-6151. So if you're looking for a gig, you call David James. If you're looking for a gig for someone who wants a gig, you call Dave Hampton. Dave Hampton, that's right. Right. So anyway, so that's that. So also, I want to just thank all the uh, enthusiastic listeners. And if you want to know how you can support the channel, you can actually click the like button or you can subscribe. And remember, nobody from this channel will ever send you anything on Telegram or anything like that, asking you for money or anything like that. That's not us. Those are all. For, this is a, this is a philanthropy thing. This is a this is this is a podcast for the betterment of society, bringing awareness to people who want to learn about crypto and NFTs and all this other kind of stuff. So um, it's, it's really funny because we've been talking to a lot of people, right? We've, we've had yep. a lot of Zoom, Zoom calls with a lot of people and what they've said is, yeah, a year ago, I never thought I would be in the NFT space. I was just doing X or I never thought I'd be in the blockchain. I yep. was just doing Y. It's, I've never, never did uh, we ever here in construction. Yeah, I've been building hospitals for the next, last 20 years, and now I'm an auditor at a CPA firm. Yeah, that, that would never happen. It just, yeah. Ne- yeah. It just never happened, right? And it's for so many reasons. People, people can get hired with, with passion over pedigree, right? Yep. And speaking of, of passion, uh, well, let me ask you this before we go to that. Remember how uh, 
when you were a kid, people would say, hey, you could be the president of the United States if you wanted to. Was that ever like a conversation, a dialogue? Did you ever? Yeah. Yeah. My, I mean, my parents first, they always said you could be whatever you want as long as you work. Yeah. Well, my uncle used to say, you know, you're smart enough to be the president of the United States, David, if you just apply yourself. And I said, I don't want to be the president of the United States. I want to be the chief of staff. Chief of staff. Right. Because yeah, that, and you've, you've known me long enough. Yep. I, I like to like be in the back and yeah. just come in for influence. Yeah, you're the campaign back. manager, not the, not the, uh, the candidate. So. That, that I am the campaign manager, right? Because yep. I'm an introvert that way, right? Yeah, I you claim my, to be an introvert, yeah. I need, yeah. My, I need yeah. my downtime, yeah. right? Uh, I, I'm totally an introvert except when I'm not. Well, the reason I say that is recently, and more so than, than any time in my life, there's this new title, Chief of Staff. And so I was just thinking to myself, damn, how come they didn't have that when I was like young enough to be that job, right? I mean, I wanted to... I mean, you could have invented it. You invented a lot of different things. <laughs> so, yeah, I well, mean... Well, the reason, and I just, when I speak to anyone who's a chief of staff, especially the, the guest that we have coming on, who's so full of life and light, I'm yep. just so envious. It's like, I'm never going to be a chief, chief of staff. But with no further ado, the, from NFT Genius, uh, let's welcome the chief of staff, Carissa Winnett. Welcome to Bit About Crypto. Hi. <laughs> I, can I like royally knight you a chief of staff? Uh, you, yeah. You know what? I actually, I had, I, let me tell you how stupid I am. On my 18th birthday, Prince William was born. We share the same birthday. And I said to myself, that's it. That's the sign. Because when I was 15, I always said, I'll be knighted by the Queen of England one day. Only to be learned when I was about 25. You know you have to be born in England to be knighted. It's like, oh, no. And, no. and you have to be royalty. No, no, you don't. You don't. Oh, because I would think... Um, Mick, oh, Mick, I'm, Mick just kid I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you're like not born in the United Kingdom, then they give you some pin. Kind of like, you know, a Mary Kay, uh, almost close to getting the Cadillac pin. That's that's what it feels like to me. It's not the same thing. I want to kneel. I want the sword. I want to say, yes, your majesty. But nope, I was born not of noble birth. Um, but I appreciate you uh, thinking of me and my low self-esteem that you would make me a, <laughs> Night, a, a, an honorary that, You know what? Does it pay? <laughs> no, nah, I don't even care. I, I, mean, I hope not. It pays in, you know, LinkedIn yeah. notifications. <laughs> <laughs> no? Like, hey, are you looking for a job? Your, your, your chief of staff title matches. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Carissa, Carissa Winden, I know you're a bit shy. But, but just bit. do your best to fight through that on this call. Um, so let's just talk about you, where it all started. Like as, as a kid, let's talk about where you were born, where you grew up, your your family life, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, what do they do? I'm an LA native. I'm a Los Angeles native. Like I'm one of the few people that grew up, was born and raised in California. Okay. Um, <laughs> my parents both born and raised in California. Like, that's so uninteresting. I'm like the most, un if I was a superhero, my origin story is so boring. No, yeah, <laughs> we're we're in, we're in LA though. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna LA, unpack LA this. goes from like we, East LA we are down to this. you know <laughs> Malibu. I mean, we're, an hour if we have to. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised in so uh, so Los Angeles. I went to Woodland Hills specifically. I went to Taft High School. Um, so in, in the Valley, then, right? Yes, I'm, I'm, I was definitely a Valley, she's a valley, valley girl. girl, right? Yeah, so. she's from the, the, the San Fernando Valley. Okay, it's yeah. not even L.A. Yeah, it's San Fernando. Yeah, yeah, you're you're like an hour north of L.A. Essentially. Well, it depends on. Thinks about us. <laughs> okay. Thinks about Valley girls. Yeah. yeah. You up in Reseda? That's the Valley. Oh my Reseda? God! Is, isn't yeah. that where uh, the Karate Kid was from? He was in he was in yes. Reseda. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He moved to Reseda. He was a Jersey kid moving to Reseda, right? That's the only. So you're you're the, you're the only ever person. You're the only person I've ever known. To, I, I thought Reseda was made up. No, it's real. I know. <laughs> so okay. So, you grow, so so what's your dad do? What's your mom do? Um, my dad has my dad's a, an, a serial entrepreneur. Um, when I was younger, he opened up a temporary employment agency, and That's he right. also owns a production company. So he create he he basically does short films and and movies and things of that nature. And what about mom? My mom helped my dad build his temporary employment agency. My mom's really like, I think I take after my mom in that sense, in terms of like organization and getting things done. Like my first real memory of working, which is the worst story ever. And she'll kill me for saying this, but I would come in and work in the summertime for my parents. And my mom would basically just use me as slave labor. And Like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Were, were you living in your parents' house? Yes, I was. Okay, all right. So, you know, <laughs> my, let's, my, uh, let's my, it, give it some context. I mean, you had free housing. <laughs> I know I'm 40 and I'm still living at home. <laughs> my parents don't treat me with the respect I deserve. <laughs> but she was really, really, really hard on me. So, like, I would, this is when typewriters were, like, computers were not a big thing. Like, you had them, but you were special if you had multiple. Um, and I, we had a typewriter where we typed up all the invoices yeah. and she would have me type up the invoices. And if they weren't like perfectly aligned and everything was perfect, she would make me redo it. I hate, I have a fear of typewriters because of my mother. Oh. <laughs> because, like, the sound I mean, of unless there's some kind of, going to be some like uh, concrete, tangible uh, typewriter NFT. I don't think you have, you're going to have an issue with that anymore. Right. But no, she was really hard on me. She was very, you know, she used to tell me basically like, you're here to work. You're here to do a job. You, you need to do it to the best that you're able to. If this she, is your best, then that's fine. But you also now need to strive for more. Like this is, if this is your best, find out what better is and strive for that. So that's awesome. My, this sounds like my, my wife. It, it sounds she, like no, my well, wife. Well, she, she's Puerto Rican, isn't she? Yeah. Your, mom, mom. your mom's Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, see, my, my see, wife's, there you my go. Wife's Mexican. She's I mean, a little, little bias coming out, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I saying. Mean, right. call, or are you calling us? I mean, my mom is from Guatemala, so I get it. I, I get what you're talking about. So. Yes, there's like a bar, and great, this is the bar. Yeah, now always do better. Here. You can do better. You can do better. Like, what'd you get in the test? I don't know. What do, you, what, some what do you think you got in the test? Uh, and she's like, well, you better get an A. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, it's not that a B was bad. Like, I was a terrible math student, and I tried really hard. Like, it wasn't until I got older and I understood how math applied to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do I need to know percentages? Oh, well, that's 20% off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, when you start going into those sales, that's why my wife, oh, I got it on sale. 30% off. I'm like, oh, okay. Wonder, I'm, I'm saving you money. I want to go back to the, the grade. I All you need is a C to go to the dance. You know? I mean, oh, I, mean uh, oh, I was a different kind of guy. So, uh, do you have brothers or sisters? <clears throat> I have uh, two siblings. I have two sisters. Okay, where where do you fall in? The I'm the eldest. Oh, so I um Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I'm the bossy yeah. one. Yeah. I'm the one that basically tells everybody what to do. I'm also the one that warns them, like, I did that and I did not get away with it. So my suggestion is don't do it or do it better than what I did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just so you know, yeah. So, yeah. so learn from my mistakes. So don't David, don't make it up. David and I are also the eldest in our family, right? And, and I want everybody to know I always got away with it. So anyhow, no, that's no, not true. It's not true at See, all. I did it in heels. 
<laughs> well, right, okay. You, so you, so you look good while you did it. That's what you're saying. I'm not, I can't. I can't. How do I compete with that? So I India, mean, you have some heels in the closet, you know. So. They're not even in the closet. They're in, they're in the front seat of my <laughs> car. Yeah. No, no. This is I. I identify depending on how long the line at the bathroom is at the airport. I. I, hey, I, I agree. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, um, so I do. Are you into any sports? What are you loving? Do you do you want to be a ballerina? Do you, okay, you're no. My dad was a boy. He got me. I think it's split the difference because I do like a lot of like I grew up loving MMA and boxing. I loved basketball. Like I used to watch basketball with my dad. Uh, we used to go to Lakers games together. Uh-huh. I would tolerate football. We weren't allowed to talk during football. <laughs> we're talking like we could talk during halftime and commercials <laughs> yeah <laughs> throughout the game and was, I was, he, like, was he a raiders fan or a rams fan what, what what's rams, always rams okay all right always from la to st louis back to la well when you speak to your dad next thank him for bringing the rams back right because i really just let the back i mean somebody's got to win in california right right correct <laughs> i mean correct. it's so, not gonna okay it's so not you, gonna be the la chargers you know I, I remember the rams like going to some my dad does not drink alcohol but we went to some bar i remember it like being like a, a fishy smelling bar i don't remember like they think they serve like fish and chips and them losing and like the whole Sunday being ruined because my dad did not want to do anything fun because the Rams lost. But the Rams like lost every Sunday, so I don't understand. <laughs> so that, that was my mom on Sundays for the Cowboys. Like she watched she watched the Cowboys in her own room, and you could hear her screaming. She's like, no! And I'm like, and like, and if she, if they lost, God forbid, man, you did not want to be anywhere near her because she was in a foul mood. Yes. It was terrible. And well, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let any team affect I me. I knew there was a reason I liked your mom. She's a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, it, she's not a Cowboy fan anymore. Oh, I, I, I'm not that fond of your mom. Well, I mean. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so um, when you're like, so what kind of things were you doing like for yourself? What interest did you have like when you were in high school? Like a junior in high school? I was a musician. So all I ever wanted to be when I grew up was a rock star. Like genuinely all I ever wanted to be was a rock star. What did you play? Uh, I sang, I played a little piano and I tried to play guitar, but I really sucked at it. Okay. Not nearly. And I wrote all my own songs. That kind of helped. Okay. So you, so you're, you're going to be rock star. So are you like ranting your hair and coloring it and just being the rock star vibe at high school? Yeah, I mean, I had every color in the book at some point and you guys missed my, like super recently I went like so red. I'm not, this is not a joke. I looked like Jessica rabbit or the little mermaid. Like, <laughs> that red. And with, sure that curly, with that curly with that curly hair, I'm sure it was fine, right? It was good. Was just like this color red right here, like this. No, it was red, <laughs> like, like. Okay. Red. Hey, for those of you listening on Spotify or Apple, she's, that's a that's a cheese it. She's, she's got a box of cheese it's on her desk. <laughs> yeah, cheese it. Yeah. <laughs> when she snacks. <laughs> yeah, like she and she made the look of so, shame. Th- there you go, cheese it's. All right, Kellogg's. You know that's 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 your plug from Chris. That's your plug. So, it's fun for them. So we're having way too much fun, and we're not talking about you at all. So you get out of high school, were you told you had to go to college, or did you tell your parents, I'm going to do something else? What happened? What, what I, w- I, I, I was given options. I was lucky. My dad was very lenient in that particular instance because I wanted to be a musician. Um, so, you know, I did, I did attend school. I did do all that stuff. Um, for me, it was I wanted to be a singer. My 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 schooling was learning how to promote myself as a musician. My schooling was learning to figure out how to sell merch. My schooling was booking myself on tours and not not knowing how to get from 
California to North Carolina because I was opening up for Sarah Evans and the Wreckers. And I didn't realize what I, who I was talking to or that I was that cocky girl that really said this to the owner of a company, not knowing he was the owner of a company. Um, and that I had no fear. So a lot of my education came from just getting myself into trouble and trying to figure out how to get mm, out of it. Interesting. Okay. So you're, you're hitchhiking to North Carolina to open up for Sarah and you get there 10 minutes before the show starts. So I, I, light. Um, yeah. I, I, I almost puke a few times, you know, there's a lot of that. Uh -huh. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how, I, I, so uh, what did you do next? Because you're not doing that now. So walk, walk me no. through your progression. What, 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 what happened to where you got to the next thing? So I tried my hand at you know, most entertainment, and I realized um, my dad was a really smart man. And he's like, look, it's like a business. And I did. I really did. <laughs> he's like, get a job. Like, get a job. Learn the foundation of business. If you can learn the foundation of business, it doesn't change. Business is business. Uh, the music business. The entertainment business, every, uh, all, anything you're interested in, it, the foundation is business. If you learn business, you will be fine. And I thought, okay, well, I'll learn how to do all of these things. I'll learn marketing. I'll learn all these things. And then I'll go back and be a famous musician. And <laughs> then I realized I actually enjoyed the back end. I actually enjoyed the business aspect of it more, but then I faced that struggle of I'm a girl, which you get treated differently um, as a female in yeah. certain industries. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for the massage industry, right? Then, exactly. the, men, then the men get treated differently, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, you, know, you see a lot of men like sitting on the bench, right? The gals are benched. <laughs> I mean, just keeping it real. <laughs> hey, you picked the massage. Kind of massage. You knew you, you were though. a man when you went to massage school, right? So you sit there and think about that. Anyhow, go on, right? So, but, so, so I just I learned and I learned how to navigate. And I learned. I just I think my whole motto is learn. And I was lucky. My mentor was at a startup. It was a company called Go, Go Moment. His name is Jay Crouch. And he taught me basically everything out of his mouth was go figure it out. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, go figure it out. I'm like, in school, they give me the answer. They tell me what books to read. They tell me what to do. I go as a musician, they kind of give you the answer because they tell you where to go. And there's a, there's a, there's steps on how to get there. If you follow them, you're not giving me any guidance whatsoever. He's like, nope, go figure it out. And that just became my motto. I was like, okay, I just, I'll go figure it out. And it, it, I applied for many jobs that were far beyond my skill set. Like I should not have been applying to those jobs at all. Um, but my logic was I'll figure it out when I get there. Okay. And it's never failed me. I, it, I same, that's kind of how I got into crypto is I was down on my luck during the pandemic. I wasn't working. I was becoming depressed because I never not had a job in my entire mm. life. Not only had I never not had a job, I always had two jobs. I worked a nine to five Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, set, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I bartended in a nightclub. I never not worked ever. So I didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt like it was my fault. I felt like I made some sort of mistakes. Um, you, you, you know, if you've always, I've always gotten A's. I've always been an honor student. I've always excelled. I've always been the number one person, especially being the older sibling, my job was to set the, set the bar for set my siblings. Bar, set the standard. Yep. Standard, And to also be a role model, like not having a job makes me look like a bad role model. Not being able to find work makes me look like a bad role. Like 
what am I telling them? So it became even worse in my mind because I'm like, oh my God, I'm a bad big sister because I'm showing them that like I'm failing. They can, they can outwardly see that I'm not good at something, which was a, a, a mental, um, a mental thing for me that I couldn't get past. So I was like, well, okay. My dad always taught me the one thing they can't take away from me is what I learn. So I'm just going to learn. I'm just going to start. I'm going to pay for the Udemy classes and I'm just going to start learning from Udemy. I'm just going to start watching YouTube videos. I'm just going to start watching, yeah. you know, reading articles. And I just learned and I started having friends that were like talking about Bitcoin and how they're making all this money. And I was like, you guys aren't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and action, action is the enemy of thought. I mean, that, that's what David taught me, you know? So you, so instead of thinking about ruminating in your thoughts, you're like, listen, take some action. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm learning and I'll hear these guys make all this money off crypto. I'm like, you guys are not that smart. Like, <laughs> and like, why don't I understand cryptocurrency? Like, I don't get it. And I remember having this conversation. I was on the couch. I was like on the verge of tears talking to my best friend. I'm like, I just don't get it. And she's like, what? I'm like, I don't, I can't get a job. I don't understand cryptocurrency. Like everything sucks. And she's like, whoa, <laughs> this is a lot. Take a breath. Um, you'll figure it out. I'm like, you're right. I'll figure it out. So I'm like, okay, if these guys can learn about cryptocurrency, I should. And so I started to learn about blockchain and cryptocurrency. I watched, you know, the University of YouTube is my favorite thing to do at this point. Um, and I started to just kind of learn as much as I could. And I was like, okay, I'm going to create a business that incorporates blockchain and cryptocurrency. So I actually got in, um, accepted into an accelerator program for a business idea that I'd had. And I was doing this at the same time as learning about cryptocurrency. What, year, what, what, what year is this? What year is it? All 2019. Okay. 2019 all like pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I understand. I understand. Okay. So like during the pandemic, I was like, I was not working. I had all this downtime. I was just struggling. So I was like, I got into an accelerator with a business idea. I'm thinking I can turn cryptocurrency and blockchain into a business somehow. I just don't know how. Um, and I taught myself so much, you know, towards the end of 2019, going into 2020, I applied for a job at NFT Genius. And I, I, I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. Like, I know, I know nothing about, it. like, I know I've taught myself a lot. You're the, like, you're the second podcast guest that has said they applied to NFT genius and said, there's no way I'm getting this. And then they got the interview and then didn't know anything about NFTs and said, now I'm just going to look foolish. So I, I, I didn't know anything about NFTs, but I knew about cryptocurrency and I knew about the blockchain because like that, the blockchain is what really like I, something about the blockchain was like mesmerizing to me. I'm like, wait, you're telling me that like, this is a ledger. And so depending upon what industries I want to go in, like I'm completely compliant because it's, it's a complete ledger of every transaction that occurs. And it just became this, like, I can do this. Hold and on. So think, stop, stop for a second. I want to speak to my audience. Okay. So, you know, last week we had on John, right. Who is the uh, director of strategic partnerships uh, for NFT genius. And now we have uh, her, his boss, <laughs> Car 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 Carissa, the chief of staff. She's the chief. And he's on the staff. And now we have Carissa, who's saying that she uh, circuitously came to uh, the current job she has now, and she really wasn't a subject matter expert. She just had she had an idea and an intention. And so everybody who's listening to this, because our our podcast is catered to people who want to assimilate to crypto and blockchain some way. And I know there are people who are listening right now who are follow, loyal followers of the show who want to repurpose themselves and see that the, the thing that Chris, Carissa and John have in common is they just had the courage to go forward. They had to go put, you know what, they both put their worst foot 
forward, right? Yeah, that's what you did. You put your worst foot forward, and 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 in spite of what they thought, they actually were repurposed, not on their knowledge of crypto. And that's this is the only space where passion over pedigree. And I'm, I'm going to go back to this: that Southwest hires on attitude, right, and will place you in a job based on aptitude. So I, mean, I just I want to just give that. I would say I would say that's applicable to recruiting though too. Yeah, so. as in being a recruiter. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, wait, that's, wait, you said that you make waffles with no squares in them? You need a waffle maker who makes them with no squares? Oh, my God. I'm a genius. Hey, you want to know something? Those guys in crypto aren't so smart. A lot of recruiters aren't so smart, no. too. And if you've spoken, you, look, you come from a family of recruiters, and you've spoken to us. We're, we are very smart. I'm just sorry. It's just, I mean, I just got to say it. Um, <laughs> that's David James, 951. But anyhow, <laughs> but you know there are a lot of recruiters, they get into it because they think it's just like the easy sale. Kind of like when I helped my son buy a car. A couple of weeks ago, we were up to the Honda dealership, and those guys are all out there like vultures with the cigarettes in their mouth. It's like, hey, they throw it out. Hey, can I help you with something? It's that type of personality. It's that type yeah. of personality that goes into recruiting, and, and, and they want to build something fast. It's like I said to David, we want to build a firm fast, but not a fast firm, right? But what I'm saying, coming back to where it is, if you're out there, I just keep on the soapbox because there's so many talented people that we could repurpose if you just contact us. And we don't necessarily be the ones that have to find you the job. We're going to help you find it. Yeah, job. we're, we're going to help you be a, a better agent for yourself yeah. in that regard. Well, I, I mean, that's that's really the idea here is, is uh, it, the thing is, is you got to figure out what you want to do, why you want to do it, and then figure out how to do it. Yeah, well, for, for our audience, we had this, this massive uh, sh uh, podcast on LinkedIn, right? How NFTs are changing the job market. We had 4,000 people sign up for it. Right, and Carissa was gracious enough to be a, to be a speaker on that, and how she saw you know what's happening in her company, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't tell you the amount of people that sent us emails and emails saying, "Hey, I've already hooked up with this person and that person." I mean, didn't you get a few people who reached out to you? Yeah. I got a lot of. I'm very relatable. Well, yeah, that, that's why you need a recruiter to filter yeah, them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're a great recruiter because they know people. Knowing people is not the yeah, same thing as getting the them thing. to sign on the line. You got to have discernment stop. as well. Okay, that's enough of our public service announcement. <laughs> now back to Carissa's favorite person, Carissa. So. Um, no, I mean, in, 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 with, with regards to that, I did get a lot of people reach out to me about, you know, working for NFT Genius. Um, Jeremy took a huge risk on me. We've taken a few risks on a few people like John. Um, our director of marketing, Becca, have ne has never worked in the NFT space. I think my only um, ask is find out what we're hiring for and explain to me how your soft skills correlate with yeah. that. There it is. Yeah. There know, it is. Know what you want to do. Know why you want to do it. Right. I mean, when I when I when I got into recruiting, I called all the recruiting firms and I knew and I told them why I wanted to go work there. I had I had my reasons, and I said and I said this is why you should hire me. And I think I think that's uh, to your point. That's what that's what she that's what. Chris is asking for. Yeah, and I'm the only one that hired him, and I was just so desperate. <laughs> so, so desperate. And it worked so well. Look uh, at it now. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I told him, though. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm still, I guess the key is stay desperate, right? Because uh, he's working out really well. Um, anyhow, <laughs> so, so, I mean, a lot has changed. So, so, a year ago, nobody was talking about NFTs the way they are. Now it's dominating everything we're, we're hiring for. We were hiring blockchain projects, crypto projects, right? You know, people from Anchor were calling us and saying, hey, you've heard about our crypto, right? We need, it's, and now it's NFT. So talk about what you've seen happen. I mean, when I first started in the industry, it was just 
a lot of talk. I knew that, you know, CryptoPunks was a thing. Board Apes Yacht Club was a thing. And that's all I really ever heard about. Uh, Dead Fellas, you know, I didn't hear that much. And then there was this, I want to say, and with a crash, it was so loud. The industry, like, it exploded. Mm-hmm. Like Big Bang Theory. Yep. Everything changed. And it, I don't, it obviously wasn't overnight, but it felt like it was. I wasn't in the very, very, very beginning in, you know, 2010 with the cryptocurrencies or 2000, or like seven or eight. Um, I got into it much later, but it felt like overnight, I had nobody that knew about this. And then I'm getting articles from friends. I'm getting, you know, messages from people like, oh, I heard you're now into crypto. Can we have a conversation? Um, and, and people who would never welcome to my world. Yeah. I, everybody, I couldn't get to call, call me back for 15 years. Yeah. They want an audience with me. Like I'm the Dalai Lama now. Yeah. I get it. It, it was weird. And then I was like, because I'm one of a few women in the industry mm-hmm. that has the name of, you know, cheap in their title, it now has changed. You know, I'm, I'm going to be speaking at Miami, you know, CryptoCon. Like there's all these events that are starting to unravel. When is that, by the way? When is that? Uh, April 1st and 2nd uh, in 2022. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about last year. Of course, 2022. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were the first people to give me my first like speaking engagement. Um, I'd actually never really done anything speaking wise before you guys gave me the opportunity. Yeah, twice, so, twice. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I want to talk about being the chief of staff and I want, I want the people listening because it's like a lot of people say, Hey, I've been sending my resume and I'm sending my resume and nobody's responding back. It's like, yeah, because you're sending your resume and, and a resume is a myth, yeah. right? Because it just gets lost and there's just not enough time. You need to enroll and it's, somebody. And it's in static. It's so, not dynamic. So look, first off, let's talk about your job as chief of staff, right? So, you know, when you think of chief of staff, you think of the white house and how, okay. and really what the chief of staff does is, is he actually is really, he's just, he just, he or she, or she, I, I don't yep. think we have we had a female chief of staff. I don't know that we have, right? But, but he or she decides uh, who has the audience with the president. That's what the chief of staff does, really, and books the calendar and coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that you're you as a chief of staff, and and in the cryptoverse, the NFT verse, chief of staff means something entirely different. So let's talk about what your role is. At least it might be changing by the day, but what it is currently, or how it evolved to what it is. Well, I've been a startup. So my, you know, everything's your job until it's not your job. Um, that's how startups run. And that's oh, how like they that. work. Everything's your job until it's not your job. If something's not getting done, it's your job to find someone to do it, to do it yourself or to help figure out how to get it done until it gets, until someone else actually does it. So, you know, I'm the executive assistant to our CEO. Um, I help our CTO with some calendaring issues. I basically do all of the hiring. Um, so I kind of act as HR to some degree. And a lot of the operational stuff goes through me, um, whether it be an audience with our CEO, our you know COO, whomever it is, all that stuff filters through me. And then it kind of gets pushed out to the appropriate channels. So if someone wants to do an event, usually I'm helping planning the event. So it starts with me, but it goes to John or it goes to, you know, our, our, our marketing director. It really, every, basically I am the beacon that everything filters yeah. through. The, the, the lighthouse, right? Okay. Yeah, to get so sure. you said you do all the hiring. So does that yeah. mean that, that even John came through you first? Um, John and I were hired at the same time. Oh, okay. All right. I, so what's but, funny thing about John is he applied for chief of staff 
and they couldn't decide between John and I. Yeah, they mentioned so they he, he mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, the John and his role and you and yours was the right choice, right? Yeah, that was it. Was so strange because I John's we were we just we we were we're kind of like brother and sister at this point because we were brought on at the same yeah. time. We went through like the growing pains together of neither one of us really knowing. No, it's like it's like two people coming from two different adoption agencies. It's like, yes. oh, I guess you're my brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but let's talk about that. So, you you worked uh, for what? What was your start date? Oh, um, I, I think I, I, I think I, I think I, I actually have it. June June of this year. Uh, yeah, June. So, so June. Okay, so the time this airs, so you're you're about eight months into it. Right by the yeah. time this airs. So, talk about how many hires have you been? Have you made or, uh, or so partook? Partook? Were you were you were the gatekeeper? I, you, no, I I was. So so here, what happens? I'm kind of the gatekeeper, and I'm kind of like the first interviewer. Right. That's why I was saying. How many of yeah. those have you had? Uh, I've had a lot of interviews. I've had hundreds at this point. It, that's not an exaggeration, especially no. when looking for dev. You got to, um, We we understand. We do hundreds like uh, yeah. a, a, a day, not a day, but. Uh, all of us probably hundreds. I've hired probably about five people. Uh, our marketing director, I hired uh, our product, our, our VP of product, I hired, and then I was involved in hiring some dev. Okay. Um, what in the people that you ultimately hired, and I, or let's the ones that you extend wanted to extend offers to, right? And there are those you extended offers to, and those you extended offers to that accepted, right? But anybody who actually extended offers to, they had that it factor. So from Carissa's yeah. point of view. Right. And, and being very biased, having worked with your dad, because you've got a, you've got the recruiter mentorship. What were the things that these people all had in common by coming to a startup? What what were if you were to like to put it together in the interview? Yeah, because um, sometimes people interview well and what they say and what they do and when they get the job are obviously very different. Yeah, I, I'm real yeah, clear yeah, on yeah. that. Yep. I'm real, real <laughs> clear. That's, that's, why we, get the interview. that's why we exist yeah. as a species, us recruiters. Right. Because you help that way, you know, you definitely help in that particular arena. But for me, it was the understanding that everything's your job until it's not your job as a startup. Um, and that's a big thing for me. Like, hey, I do things that I don't want to do some days. Like, I don't want to, you know, answer 450 emails every day. Uh, uh, but I, I have to. Um, there's, you know, until I get an assistant that can go through my emails for me, um, these are, these are tasks that I have to do. There's, you know, things that are not fun that you have to do. Reviewing invoices aren't fun. There's things that in your job, whether you're a social media marketing person, whether you're the chief product officer, whether, you know, whatever your job is, there are going to be things that you're, you're used to having an assistant to do or somebody beneath you doing that now, unfortunately, because we are in a startup, you're doing a lot of your own legwork. And you have to be not only willing and wanting to do that because it'll help the company grow and get you that assistance or that thing that you need, but you have to be willing to say, Hey, anybody else who needs help, I got you. That's interesting. So let's talk about some of the candidates that you saw and spoke to. And you said to yourself, wow, this person is great. This is going so well. This person is going to be perfect. And then they said, or did something. Let's talk about those said or things that where you just go, Oh man, went from you went from suited to booted. You just don't know it yet. Talk to me about those those, those interview mistakes that people have made. There's always people that tell me exactly what I want to hear, and I'm not picking up. There's signs of them telling you. Um, it, it, you know, they parrot what you say, and in, in the same way that you're saying it, so you feel like they, that you that they get you. And I've had that happen quite a few times where I'm like, oh, this person gets it. They're they're saying that they're a go getter, and they're saying that um, that they they're gonna you know 
do they're going to be that person to, to yeah, pass do, do whatever it takes. Yeah. I wear different hats, all that stuff kind of thing. They, they, but they, I'm telling them that and they're regurgitating it back to me in an, and, in an inauthentic way. Yes. And I'm like, wait a second. Like I, I, the longer you start to talk to them, you're like, wait a second. So then you start to drill down the questions of like, well, tell me what, you know, what your duties were at your current position and how they correlate to what I'm asking of you in this position. Right. And they can't give you examples of, you know, how they've done these things or when they've done these things. But my favorite is when you've had that comp compensation conversation where it's like, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very transparent. I'm very clear in the very beginning. Like, this is how we operate. This is how we work. This is what we have available. And I get that whole, well, I, I that's not really what I'm getting paid now. I'm like, understood, you know, we are a startup and there's that spiel of we are a startup. This is what we have to offer. That doesn't mean that won't change or there's bonuses, but this is the structure now. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. I'm like, okay, no worries. Um, you know, I, I don't want to waste any more of your time, but this is our salary. Well, I'd still like to move on to the next round and talk to everybody else. Hmm. And I'm like, well, the expectation was set and you're not listening, which means you're going to do this when you yeah, work it well. right 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 and they won't be there yeah so it's there's a difference between my hearing is fine i can hear great it's my listening that's uh needs work i mean just as a metaphor as a human species right there's hearing and there's lis listening right and there's always those things that where as you're talking to them i always ask questions like you know give me an example I, I i hate this i hate the question i always tell i always preface people i hate this question you know tell me why you want to work here yeah. i hate that question because the truth is you need a job and I had a posting and the salary criteria that I posted fit within the salary criteria that you're looking for. So why do I want to work here? Because I need a job. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening, the correct answer is, it's like, look, this is like a series of dates, right? I, I was told that I could meet someone who is looking for in me what I'm possibly looking for in them. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what they sound like. And so I'm just taking the next indicated step. So the correct answer is, I don't know that I want to work here yet. So far, I'm talking to you and yeah. this is going out really it's, well. It's, if you if you speak with that authenticity, that gets you farther than some other, I, I want to use a profanity that starts with a B then with an S, right? But, you know. It's a G-rated show. Yeah. So, I mean, and adding on to that, I mean, it's it's a, I think it's a combination of knowing why NFT Genius or X company is, is a company you would want to work for based on what you know, right? Based on the ideation of what NFT Genius or a company XYZ purports to be, right? And, and what, what the job is. And then the combination of like, well, I don't know if you guys are a fit for me at the same time, right? That's, you know, it's we're still getting to know each other, but knowing, but to your point, knowing why they're there aside from the money. I mean, yeah, everyone needs to make money to, to make a living. But aside from that, the, the real question behind that is like, what's, what, where are you trying to drive your meaning from? What, what, what's, yeah, that's right. What, what do you want to do and why? That, that's the essential question here. So, so we are actually going to uh, just speak to the audience for a second. Every time when somebody says to me, my entire life, they said, hey, I've either quit a job or I took a package or I was laid off or I was fired. The question is always, well, how much severance did you get, right? Sometimes they'll say as much as zero to I got five years of severance, right? I mean, more zero than five years, right? But, but what I'm saying is, is with, with, so what are you doing now? So I'm looking for a job. <clears throat> And you will find that if somebody got four years of severance, the job, mar job search starts at, at, at three. 
If you got 10 weeks, then they start at like eight and a half until the pain gets so desperate. And when you talk to somebody about actually what they're doing, to, to, uh, well, I'm looking for a job full time. What that means is they go on to LinkedIn for about 45 minutes and maybe they'll send out a resume or two, okay? That's, you don't work in a job for an hour and a half, right? You know, you know you, it needs to be your full-time job. And to yeah. David's point and to what Carissa is saying, right? <clears throat> You need to at least know the company that you're, if you want to separate yourself, know, or use NFT Genius. NFT Genius, I see that you're doing this. I see you're hiring these kinds of positions. That's why. If you are not sending some type of cover letter, I'm not saying send a cover letter, but some type of <clears throat> additional uh, articulation about who you are and why you are actually better purpose than all the other candidates are applying, then basically it's just like you're at the luck of the drop. And I bet you, Carissa, those people that have done something different reached out to you in a different way, got your attention. It's like, okay, this person is someone who thinks outside the box, and we in Startup, we need that. I mean, a lot of the interviews that I've booked um, came from LinkedIn. It's, they sent me the resume, and, I, and this is not an exaggeration. I get anywhere between four to 700 emails a day. No, um, emails or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Emails. Okay. Emails. Okay. Wow. Emails. So when I get LinkedIn messages, I'm not John. I'm not cool like John. I don't get hundreds of LinkedIn messages yet. Um, I get, you know, maybe 10 to 15 LinkedIn messages. So I actively check those and I actually follow up with those and I act actively respond to those because there's some, there's, if they took the time to email me. And the thing is, I'll remember like seeing someone's name in a series of, I'm like, that name sounds familiar. And so I'll go from LinkedIn back to my email to see if they emailed me. I'm like, okay, they, they doubled it up. They, they yep. linked in me and they emailed me yep. that persistence. I'm going to give at least the opportunity to have a conversation. I'll usually send a Calendly link because I calendar for other people. So I don't want to calendar for myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so they booked that call and I always, you know, unless I have a meeting that overlaps that I'll always, always put, uh, take the call and I'll just talk to them. And a lot of it is not even why should I hire you? Do you fit our company culture? Right. Because a hundred percent of the time, everything can be taught. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Everything I've, I've, I've taken and I've not just at entity genius, but other companies where I've acted as like the point of contact to get people hired and they go through me for the first hiring round. I can teach them. I've told bosses, oh, I can teach them. It's fine. As long as, as, as long as right. you like them as a they person, have, they have the right attitude. Yeah. I'll it, teach them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a universe. It's a, it's a, it's an axiom. It's, it's such a truism. Like you just, I mean, it comes from, I think it just comes from the foundation of like hard work, getting after it, wanting it. And then, and then and like, as you say, figure it out. I mean, David, David, to his point, you know, to your point about that, you know, he said, he said to me one time, he said, you know, that, you know, what makes a really good recruiter, the best recruiters figure it out. They figure it out. Uh, and you know, I'm paraphrasing there. Uh, but yeah, because I had an F word yeah. in the middle there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was a point of emphasis. The F. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but go ahead. No, but figuring it out for me is also just making sure that I understand what you want. Like, yeah, I, right. Yeah, it's part of yeah. Communi communicate. You got. I mean, it, it's a it's a two way highway. How you got to serve each other's needs. Communicate. Let me know what you want. How can I help you? I mean. I read this question, uh, this book a long time ago called QBQ, like, it, and it was talking about asking the right questions, right? And it really, it really set the mindset of like the the service for others. Like, hey, how can I help you? Like, instead of being like, oh, why did you do it this way? It's like, okay, how can I help you get, you know, get to where you need to get to versus like trying to place blame? It's it just, 
it, it, I mean, this is 12 years ago when I read that book and it, it set such a mind frame in terms of business because that's really, I mean, to, to your dad's credit, you know, it's business, right? I mean, business is about serving others. It, my pet peeve is uh, pristine customer service. And the reason I say that is because like whatever job you have, just be good at it. Be, be proud about being good at your job. <laughs> whatever. I mean, your mom said it too, right? Just be good at it. Like if you're not, you know, then it's because that, that energy, uh, it seeps through and it affects people, you know? And so you're, without even realizing you're affecting people in, in a, in a negative, bad way, like, which is the antithesis of you, Chris. So you're like, you're this energetic, like just ball of fire, fire you know? And like, I, I'm the first person to say like, applying for a job is hard. Like you have to spend, I, I know that I've spent. And, and it's rejecting. Yeah. There's a lot of rejection, like being an actress or being a singer. L looking for a job right. is the worst right. job in the world. Well, the thing about it is, is what makes more actors quit, singers quit, right? They just, yeah. they just, they're done with the rejection. They're done. And so I am mindful that you guys spent hours, you know, applying to jobs, hopefully, because if you're looking for a job, you need to spend six to eight hours a day looking for a job. It doesn't, you know, unfortunately, you have to apply to hundreds of positions to get three people to interview you. It, it, it you know, the, the, the math sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's such a, that's, I mean, that's why to, to get, I, I called David. That's what, I mean, I, he, he's had this whole his hiring process was, hey, send me an email. Why I should hire you? Yeah. You know, write it up. You, you got to write. You, you can't just he, send me a resume. You got to write t three things yeah. on why I should hire you. Because that way, because everybody to, just click the button, click the button, right. click the button. So the, I, I intuitively knew, oh, this is the first test. He's making sure people are following instructions, right? So yeah. I just, I'm like, all right. And then the second thing I did, I was like, I'm going to call this guy because I really want the job. Yeah, that disappointed me a great deal, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah read resumes i'm gonna be honest i don't read nobody resumes. nobody reads resumes <laughs> nobody reads resumes they pick at them and let me and since you asked that let me explain this to the audience what happens when i get a res the old days of getting a resume because i'm old enough to actually have opened the mail right and then and then and then they came the through fax, the fax machine right and then then the emails but right <laughs> but for for the thing about it is I, go, I when when I actually take the electronic version of their curriculum vitae, when I take it, I go to the bottom. I want to see where they got, went to school, where they started, yeah. where they're where they're volunteering, what they're passionate about. I want to I want to see that thing first, right? Because I want to know what you were thinking when you went to school, and then I want to come from the back up. Were you a waiter? Were you a waitress? What did you become? All the way up, and then what I'm really looking for is how many times did you promote at the current, at the jobs you have, right? When you see somebody who's actually been at five different jobs and they actually had two or three different positions within those jobs, you know that that's someone who actually takes on enough responsibility or goes on. And then, and then I look at the amount of years they were in each position and I look for gaps, right? It's okay, you notice that this person's got a nine month gap in between each one of his jobs. Fired, couldn't get hired. Fired, couldn't get hired. Fired, couldn't get hired. So if you pass that test, of the way I'm actually looking at it, then I start reading it. Then I start saying, okay, what, what, I don't, I don't even know your name yet. I don't, I, I saw it, but I don't care. At this point, I don't care about your name, okay? But now, if there's an interest in the way you've presented yourself, where you've pedigreed yourself, not on your degree, but on what you've done, now I start caring. Right? And, and, and when people say, God, how do you do it as a recruiter? It's because I'm able to eliminate so quickly. So you might not think that's reading a resume, but so far I've screened enough people out. 
right? So, so what, I, what we're doing for, for you, if we ever work together, we're screening people in, right? And really what you're paying for, people think you're paying for the candidates we hire, wrong. You're paying for the, the uh, sorry, the turd farmers, right? And the perpetual appliers, right? That we go through or the frauds and the fakesters, right? That we actually, that you never meet. We sniff them out for you. It's like, God, all you do is give us great candidates. I say, yeah, but you're not seeing how the sausage is made. But anyhow, I, I, I just, I felt compelled to narrate on that question. No, I, I appreciate that because I don't read people's resumes. I glance to make sure they have experience in what I'm asking for. Um, <laughs> then, I'm not even lying. And then, just, and then you I, ask them the story, right? You, 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 what do you like? Ask them the story and just talk about what they did and why they did it, and like you, you're really trying to understand it from that that's, that perspective. I mean, I, I'm me, guessing it's a culture fit. Like everything else can be taught, unless you're coming for like a chief product officer or or a, a you know chief marketing officer or a chief operations officer. Everything else is a is a teachable skill. And if we have good teachers and good leaders and good managers on our team, they'll see the same thing that I see. Oh, well, they don't have the experience. Right. My God, I can teach them and they'll be great at it. And, and I want that. So for me, it's not just you have 10 years experience doing this because you can have 10 years experience doing this and still suck. Indeed. Indeed. Amen. Amen. But you have three years as a waitress and as a waitress, you did all these social media posts that brought uh, you a clientele of your own that allowed you to make, you know, a thousand dollars a week. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So about that. So I want to, I want to talk about uh, Camelia Campton, right? Camelia Campton. She's uh, I saw her speaking in Spanish on, uh, on a, uh, a podcast with about six people on how bitch Bitcoin was uh, in, was franchising people who are disenfranchised in Colombia. Right, because the currency is being debased, and I said, you know, and some of them were going, they were arguing in Spanish, but it was mostly in English, right? And I said, I want this gal on my podcast, right? And we got her on, and her story is, is that she she came here illegally, as many do, right? But she, you know, she got her and her mom got papered, right? And she got a degree, right? And like like all people, whether you're papered or not, they, she graduated at a time where the degree and the student debt is worth a lot less than having not done it. Right. So she goes to Denver and she's like doing these these TikTok videos. Right. And uh, her and her boyfriend is talking to her about Bitcoin. And so she's doing these TikTok videos about Bitcoin and Swan Bitcoin is saying things back and forth. And she's going, you know, your videos suck. Right. And back. Well, why do they suck? Well, I'd make a video like this. And lo and behold, she now works for Swan Bitcoin as the social media person. Right. Because. Yeah. And, and what I'm telling you, Carissa, and what I'm telling the audience is <clears throat> I, I, I wouldn't lead with, hey, you suck, and here's why. I would, I would soften that. Right? But she, she actually had a passion for something and she was doing and she pointed something out. So she brought creation and ownership and enrolled an idea. Well, she, and she and she also saw a problem and she, she actually had a solution for it, which is, I mean, I think that's, I mean, to your point about the, the waiting, you know, I think the, what, what the resume lacks for me a lot, which is why we we talk to people, why we, we the way the way David does it. I mean, I, I look at, I look at the resume and I, I I try to tell the story in my head in terms of why they went from here. I, I I can see it that way. I can see in 3D that way, and then and then really what I'm interested in is like what did you actually do? What did you actually accomplish? What what led you to those things and why? Because that because 
because those are because then you can figure out motivations behind why people are doing what they're doing. And to me, I mean, I keep coming back to it, but to me, it's why, 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 and and so uh, and and that's why I majored in psychology. I just wanted to understand the brain, the mind, and like why people do things, motivations. Um, so, I'm gonna be honest. You know, Jeremy will probably back me up on this, um, but he thinks that I'm a great hire, and I had. All he had to go off with my personality, to be honest with you, um, my resume, which right. I had executive yeah. assistant. No, we, we know. Yeah, but, yeah. but hiring is 15% technical and 85% character and gut. I mean, it's just you just you just know when somebody's going to be. And you know, look, you you've got a re, you've got a recruiter's background. You've had your parents say this candidate's perfect, but right. So you you've known how to how to uh, appropriate yourself as the perfect candidate, even yeah. if it's something that's quote not done yet. Right. And as as Dave and I have that, too, Carissa, we're coming to the end of our show. What do you want to tell our audience about your uniqueness of being? And if someone wants to get a hold of you and work for NFT Genius, how do they find you? Yeah, let's make what? that let's make that a thousand emails a day. <laughs> uh, you can just email me at Carissa at NFT I answer all of my emails. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm waiting for you to answer some of mine. So no, you're not. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Don't, don't try to throw okay, shade. Okay. Come a, on. You said this was not a gotcha show. Okay? Gotcha. <laughs> and by the way, that's Carissa, and it's spelled K-A-R-I-S-A. For those of you who are listening on Apple and Spotify. Okay, so they Carissa at nftgenius.com. And I just want people to remember that they can achieve actually. Your parents may have told you the cheesy line of you can be anything you want to be. You, you can. Um, just make sure whatever it is you want to be correlates with who you are and who you're going to be. That's awesome. Chris yep. Brown. Amen. Thank <laughs> Chris Wynette. I know. I'm looking at yeah. somebody else, Jeff Brown. Sorry about that. Carissa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I want to give Please, a shout Want, want to give a shout out to Travis, our engineer. I heard you all the way from here. Really big shout out. You Thank know. you. <laughs> and uh, I can't do it without my partner, uh, Dave Hampton, the robo recruiter. Eternally grateful. Uh, this is a good good episode. I'm looking forward to it yep. to air. And everybody, I'm David James, the job whisperer. And remember, get whispered.